recording again and we're back in our house because we haven't been able to find any time to record um that works out at the library so here we are yeah december is just one of those like fucky months where everything's just busy and this is like both Ange and i are working a ton this week so it's like a final push before we have a bunch of time off before christmas yeah we're back in our house and so if it's echoey and things are going on it's just for one episode hopefully it's not too bad you guys can cope until we get back into the studio where we can record properly. So update. Update. We've been monitoring and it feels different. It feels like someone's sticking an ultrasound in your vagina. That's weird. It doesn't feel like that for me. No? No. How does no. it feel for you? For me, it feels very sleep deprived because <laughs> they keep making us get up to be there at fucking seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So we're doing the ultrasounds. So far, I mean, we've been recording them. So should we just play them and talk after? Yeah. All right. Here they are. So you're day 10 today, are you? Yeah. Okay. So what are we looking for today? Uh, today we're looking to see how big the follicle is. The follicle needs to be a certain size before you... Dr. Seatham's ordered for you to have a trigger shot to make you ovulate, mm -hmm. and then the following day you have an insemination. So we need to time that with the proper size of the follicle, which is usually 18 millimeters or greater. It may not be ready today, but at least we'll get a, an idea where you are. Okay. Get a little bit of pressure here. Do you usually have regular periods? Um, as in timing? You're like every 28 days? No, every 28 days. like 35. 35, okay. We're doing trigger shots? That's what Dr. Seatham ordered anyways. Really? I don't think we were, we were doing that. You don't have to if you don't want. Okay. That's just what he's ordered. So I was just sort of going by what he ordered. Hmm. I don't know what uh, what you sort of discussed at the consult. Um, I thought he said that we didn't need to. Huh. What we can do is uh, um, email him and get clarification on that. That would be great. Do, do you know why you're doing monitor? Because usually if you're not doing the trigger shut off and you don't need this mod ultrasound mm. monitoring, often are you going to use ovulation predictor kits like your pee in the stick? Mm -hmm. So did he give a rationale why to do the ultrasound part then? Or? Um, just because we've been going for three months and haven't had any success yet. So it's just sort of to... Help us make sure we're getting our timing right. Okay. I guess. Um. But he had said that. I, I just remember him saying that the triggering doesn't actually improve your chances if you are ovulating normally. Correct. 
so. Correct. Yeah, you're exactly correct. <laughs> okay. uh, the only reason I'm going by the trigger is that's exactly what his order says, right? Yeah. It says HCG yes, yeah. 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 So I'm just going by what he said. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so what we'll do is we'll send him a message. We need to see you back here in three days. Okay. Um, start using the ovulation predictor kit. Okay. okay. And then we can, if, obviously, if you search before, then you'll come for the insemination. But we'll have a look in three days. Okay. Okay. And I'll email Dr. Seacom just to clarify yeah. what's going on. It's just we don't scan if patients are getting triggered. Like it doesn't, okay. this is kind of a waste of your time to come in for these scans right. if you're not triggering. Mm -hmm. Because this doesn't add anything to mm -hmm. it, right? Mm -hmm. um, the purpose of the triggering is obviously, as you understand, is if you can't ovulate on your own, right? Yeah. And for those patients, often they are not responsive to the medication. So we use the ultrasound to make sure they're even responding, mm -hmm. and then we can trigger them. So mm -hmm. for someone, in your case, who can detect it, is responsive, mm -hmm. that's why it becomes confusing yeah. for not triggering. Why are we scanning? Right? Gotcha. Yeah, I just don't really remember him saying that we were going to trigger, so I don't know if maybe it just, like, was sort of understood, or he thought it was. I don't know. Hard but, to know. Yeah. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to send him a message anyways um, as to whether or not... I'm 99% I'm sure that what he's going to say is it's up to you guys. So, but I will email him just to cover all the bases. Okay. Just so you're aware that's yeah. probably what he's going to say. If we oh. don't do the trigger shot, though, this is like all Pardon? If we don't do the trigger shot, all of this is pointless. Okay. Oh, we know you're responding. Yeah. I think what he was probably trying to do was say, okay, it's been three months, nothing's worked. If you mm -hmm. guys want to do a scan just to make sure things mm -hmm. are responding, we mm -hmm. can do that. I, again, I wasn't there, yeah, yeah. but this is routinely kind of like a package deal, monitoring okay. and triggering. Okay. But, um, Say. I'm not really opposed to triggering, triggering. It just sort of surprised me when he said it. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Thanks. It's weird. That's super surprising. I was like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? Because he, like, he specifically said that it wasn't a benefit. So why would he order it? Yeah, I don't know. Without really telling us that that was happening. Well, interesting. I wonder if a trigger shot would increase or I think it would just get our timing bang on. I think that's maybe the main reason. But I really remember he, him saying that it decreases your chances if you're already ovulating normally. So that's what makes me not want to do it. Yeah. But then having the timing perfect is like, ooh, maybe that's what we needed all along. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because it would be good to know, like, but I here's the trigger shot, you're definitely going to drop an egg in the next... 24 hours yeah. maximum yeah. come back in 12 and we'll do an insemination or something you know Yeah. that would like be good but at the same time if he said it decreased the chances then I don't want to do it but if he said it doesn't help then it's not going to hurt either yeah I just I, like I'm fine with doing it as long as it doesn't hurt yeah because it's something that they'd normally do for somebody who's not ovulating so it's obviously not going to hurt them I mean, I feel like we were so close last month if it was a chemical pregnancy that on one hand I feel like we shouldn't fuck around mm -hmm. and start bringing in trigger shots and just, like, try and repeat the timing that we did last time. Yeah, but if that's the case, did we pay for more than we're getting? Yeah. How much does a trigger shot cost? I don't think we have to or pay maybe, more than the 
300 that we paid. I don't know. I think we might. Because I think it's $100 a scan. She's been having hot flashes and was really, really tired. How big are they? This one is uh, 13 millimeters. This one is 12. Is that good? What we watch is uh, we watch them grow, mm -hmm. and they they usually progress around say a millimeter per day. And see this one over here is a little bigger. And then when the follicle average size, then that is about 17 millimeters, 18 millimeters. Then we think that the egg inside stands the best chance of being mature, okay. and that's the point at which we give you the trigger shot. Trigger shot is uh, what makes you ovulate. Mm -hmm. So that means she probably has like three, four more days. If that that's a pretty good guess. Okay. Yeah, that's a pretty good guess. The other important thing that we're keeping an eye on, right, is how many follicles you have, because mm -hmm. the idea here would be to make like one baby. So mm -hmm. we don't want someone with healthy eggs like yours to have because we can't have you having your own TV show when you leave, right? Well, yeah, I don't want that. That's what I want. No, no, no. <laughs> just one baby is fine. Right. So, um, the left side is definitely coming along since last time. We had, um, last time we were here, mm -hmm. we had had questions about the trigger shot because Dr. Seatham hadn't actually said we were using the trigger. Mm -hmm. it's, it, we don't always use the trigger. Okay. Yeah. If you ovulate on your own, like if you get a positive urine stick, are you doing those at home mm -hmm. in the morning? Yeah. Then we don't need to, or sometimes we give you supplementary kind of dose, but it's not, you know, with these electrozole cycles, it's not always the case. Okay. Um, follicle on the two on the left, they need a little more time. So what I'd suggest is that we look at gain, um, let's say on Friday, actually, and then keep doing those urine sticks every day. If a positive comes up before Friday, then we just do your IUI the next day, no trigger needed. Okay. okay. I'd like to see it at least 18, 19, 20 before okay. we do that. Okay. If the left is on the left, we get a little bit of Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Also, if you need anything, the, the urine sticks work for you, right? Yes. Yes. So, perfect. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Although I always convince myself that they don't. Yeah. <laughs> but they do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Okay. 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 Well, Thank, you. Thank you. So see, this is this was like such a different response than the other. But like, oh, we don't always use the trigger with left results, only if we need it. Yeah, my other doctor was like, I don't know why you wouldn't. Saying, I don't think the letrozole is working. Like, okay. okay. I don't know if there's any reason for that, but. Yeah. 
think we'll know for sure <laughs> today. Today. Mm -hmm. That is a 17. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. It was 13 last time, so that's good. Okay, that's a good change. That one's a 15. Mm -hmm. So, when you're going well, you have one on each side. The one on the right is a 17, one on the left is a 15. Okay. Um, so, they're not quite ready. We were to trigger, they're not quite ready yet. Um, I would say to keep doing the LH kit testing. Uh, the advantage of trigger is then you know that that HCG is there and we can plant things based on or not. But um, we don't know the exact best time to trigger when that what size is the best time. Mm -hmm. And so if we use your own LH search, then then the body knows based on the signals what the best time and the right size is for that follicle. Mm -hmm. for those follicles. So those are that's the advantage and disadvantage. And, and Hard to put your faith in that little <laughs> stick as far as saying what's going on, but um, you can continue to do that. Um, if you get a positive, then you let us know, and then we can have things based on that. Um, do um, do testing for two days, and if you don't have a positive surge uh, by Sunday, then we'll have you come back in and we'll look again. Okay. Consider Sunday. Oh, coming on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Consider a trigger if you haven't by then. If it's Okay, good. Yeah, fun? Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, I wanted to ask if, because there's two follicles, if that means they're both drop or? No, I think, I think the dominant thing, it's like you're both sides produce them, but you're it's whatever one's like bigger and better and juicier gets, <laughs> uh, gets dropped. Okay. So the first time we went in, we talked about that last episode, but then we went in and... In walks this doctor. I swear it must have been some sort of like... He did no November and then decided like, yeah, this looks sweet. But who wants a dude with mutton chops and a handlebar mustache probing their vagina? Yeah, I was startled when he came in. I was like, are you serious? Like, it was offensive. I don't He looked so unprofessional. I wanted to be like, dude, seriously? Like... <laughs> Seriously, you think you're going to put your hands inside my wife with that hair on your face? It's ridiculous. Yeah, and then 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 there was discussion about the trigger shot because he was like, so Dr. Seatherum has scheduled for you to have a trigger shot and we were both kind of like, huh? Huh? Because we... Because that was not the conversation that we felt we had with him. No, not at all. We were like, okay, he said that trigger shots are good if you're not non-ovulatory, but if you are, they actually don't increase the chances of getting pregnant. They decrease them in a, in a small percentage based on studies because you're basically just messing with your body trying to do its thing. So the time before, they were around 13 millimeters. Yeah, last time we went, they were 13 the biggest one was 13 millimeters, and today we went and she has two dominant. One is 17 millimeters and the other one is 15 Yes. So she said to come back on Sunday to stick this thing in my vagina again. 
and check it out, which is pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, but it's so exciting. I don't know. For some reason, to me, it feels like I'm more like, not that I'm more into it, but I'm, I feel like I'm more involved by seeing your ovaries get, or your, and your like eggs get bigger and your follicles get bigger or whatever, you know? It just, it's more exciting for me because I feel like, you know, I'm not getting probed. Nobody cares about my body or what I'm peeing on. <laughs> so it's like I get to be more included. And even though I've missed a fair amount of sleep um, to go to these, I've been to every one. Yeah, that's been nice. The thing that I find annoying about it is that they always seem to position their beds so that your back is to the door. And so they open the door into the hallway and they obviously you're sitting there without your pants on with just a sheet over the top. But my ass is hanging out the back. And I keep telling you, you're just supposed to lie down so they can't see anything. Would it be better if you were like spread eagle when they open the door and they're like, hello, vagina? Well, that's how I feel if I'm like lying down. I feel as if I'm being like, come in welcome to my vagina. I like to sit up and like look the person in the eye and be like, hello, doctor. So they don't need to look you in the eye. They just want to look you in the ovary. But it is weird. We were talking about this whole thing where it's like, okay, we can see you naked and put our put things inside of you, but we can't watch you undress. That's obscene. Yeah, it's weird. They're like, oh, we'll leave. We'll we'll let you do your thing. But then in four minutes, I'm going to be touching your most private area. I f- have feelings about this, but I'm really, I'm worried about jinxing things. So I don't want to say That's how so I'm silly. feeling. That's no, so silly. Sh- no, but we don't believe in that shit. We don't believe in superstition. We don't believe in jinxing. We don't believe in energy. Mm-hmm. So to say that is kind of like, I know what you mean because we've both been doing it where we're <laughs> like, I feel good. I mean, nothing. <laughs> but I do. I feel more hopeful and I feel a lot more calm this time because I guess because there's less uncertainty because we're watching things inside do what they're supposed to do. Even though you keep saying, I don't think the electrosol's working. Well, I'm not sure if it is because I, it should, from what I know, it should make you ovulate by day 16. Today's, to, today is day 16 and I'm not that close to ovulating. So I'm kind of wondering if it's not doing what it's supposed to. But maybe it is because the doctors said that your best chance is with, when your follicle is like 19 20 21 millimeters and it grows about a millimeter a day so you want to wait a couple more days that's actually better so if it's doing its thing that's why we're going in the day after tomorrow because if you haven't ovulated on your own by then then they're going to make you because that's when the that's when the egg is ready yeah your big beautiful so if i haven't so if i haven't ovulated by sunday you're okay with doing the trigger shot I feel like yes, because that's the whole point of this. The whole point of this is to get a good try. And if well, you, what about what Dr. Seathram said, where he said it actually decreases your chances if you're already ovulatory? But the thing is that um, your egg is getting to the place where it needs to be, right? So I think we're just going to have to... It's kind of hard to call it right now. I think it's really dependent upon what happens. But... I think you need to just trust the process. And I think I keep telling Ange that her job is to be as relaxed. Yes, we always harp calm. on stress and everything. We know, we but know, we know. But you so suck at keeping it away. <laughs> and I know it's a huge topic. It comes up all the time. But I think the reason for that is that it's a constant like experience. You, every day, every minute, every hour, you're trying to keep it at bay because it's 
such a everybody says like stress could be the reason you don't conceive stress could be the reason so it's like that just the pressure of trying to not be stressed out is enough to make you stressed out Mm -hmm. you know and I think that's why it's so hard and I try so hard to like encourage you not to be stressed um because I think it really is very important to have like a very calm state of being and I don't think that that's like something you're good at and that's not to say that like if we don't conceive this month it's your fault I'm just saying that like I'm constantly trying to encourage you to like focus on it because I don't think it comes naturally to you to try and de-stress you know and a lot of that has to do with just like external stressors in your life but you also have to choose when to engage with them and when not to so that you can maintain like a good homeostasis for that big juicy egg of yours mm-hmm. I just hate the conversation about stress because it's so unavoidable I think it's like it's not though. it's like saying jump into this pool but don't get wet no it's not unavoidable because it's like it's it's about how you approach it. You get to change your expectations, yeah, and, which would change your, your experience of stress. Yeah, and I have. And that's the only control that I have. But the actual stress coming into my life and the, the experiences of what's going on around me, I can't change. I have no control over that. And I have to recognize that I don't have control over it and let it go. Well, that yeah, but that's even part of being de-stressed. It's not about like eliminating the stressors. It's about eliminating the like fight against them. And I think it's exactly how you said it, that you, if you accept it, it's kind of like, okay, I'm not stressed by this anymore because this is just happening and it's okay. Yeah, but I also feel like I don't get a lot of recognition. For what? For the amount of, like, non-stressing that I do. I feel like what kind sometimes of you're kind of, like, just harping on me, being like, don't, stre- don't be stressed out, don't be stressed out. It's no, like, it's not harping. I'm, I'm aware of it. I'm hyper aware of it. I know, but that's a that's another perceptual thing where it's like, I'm not harping, I'm like okay, but let's be very stress-free. It's like an encouragement and like a a helpful reminder, not like a don't be stressed out because that's not how I'm saying it. If that's how you're experiencing it, that's sort of your choice, I think. I'm not saying that you're saying it like that. I'm just saying that this constant thing of like, keep stress out of your life it's just that makes me stressed out because I'm like fuck there's only so much I can do and it's kind of it's like that it's like what Jenny was saying about I could either like not have my job and not have any stress but not be able to pay for treatments or you know have a certain level of stress and continue on with what we're doing and it's like a certain amount of stress comes along with me and with this process and so there's only so much we can do and I think that I'm doing a pretty good job at managing it I never said you weren't Okay, well, I think maybe you're hearing. Maybe stuff I need that's to hear there. more positive reinforcement than that's. But I think you are it, you are getting positive reinforcement. You're just not taking it as a positive reinforcement. You're choosing to take it as like a harping, which is not even close to how it's intended. So I think you have to look at that a little bit, because that's I'm not. I'm definitely not nagging you about stress. And no, there's certain things that you can't eliminate in your life that are stressors, but there are things. Like the way you decide to approach something or the way you decide to experience something is up to you. So that's more the stuff that I'm trying to f- focus on. And it's not just for you, it's for me too. When I'm saying that, I'm saying it to both of us. You know, I'm trying to chill myself out if I feel like I'm getting like growly or like bitchy or something. And I'm trying to like kind of, cause you know, I mean, shit happens. And I think that's why 
I talk about it so much because I am trying to remind myself as much as I am trying to help you. This conversation is stressing me out. (laughs) Well, the wine should help. Yeah. We got a free case of wine from Jackie's dad, which is... It's not free. We got to work for it. We do, but it feels free. It feels free because we haven't had to do anything just yet this very moment, Mm -hmm. but we will. So we're helping sort of fill in for their business over the next month and being paid in wine was like really awesome i didn't expect it so when it happened i was like oh, yes we actually have wine to drink over the holidays instead of just drinking like the dregs of our liquor cabinet which is goldschlager and peppermint schnapps yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're down to it's a little sad yeah so we're enjoying the wine tonight which is awesome i noticed something that i do is I've been, like, kind of testing myself in case I have an ugly baby. What? I'll, like, see someone who's unattractive, in my opinion, and I'll look at them and think, would you be okay if your baby looked like that? <laughs> and then I have this little conversation with me, like, well, maybe that person has, like, nice eyes. Maybe that they could be okay if they did this with their hair or whatever it is. So you're trying to find the beauty in ugliness? I guess so. I think I'm, like, worried... Because I know that if you and I were having a kid, if it came out, no matter what it would look like, I'd be like, oh, that's Jackie's nose. And and you would love seeing your partner in the person. But I'm kind of worried not knowing the donor and not having any sort of emotional attachment to his looks that if the kid comes out funny looking or something, which I probably won't think it is, but I'm worried that I do or I will, that... I'll have regrets about choosing the donor or something. Oh my God, after this whole process, once you have a baby, you're not going to give a shit about any of that stuff. How do you know? Because look at how hard it was. I think if that baby comes out with a foot on its forehead, we're going to be like, oh my God, it's so sweet. We love our baby. We'll just get that foot removed and everything will be fine. I think I'm worried our donor has a funny hairline. Oh, because he's wearing a hat in the picture? No, in other pictures, his hairline is funny. Funny how? Funny, like, you pick out the weirdest things to be worried about. You know that? Hairline is very important. Is it? Yes. Is it? Uh-huh. If our kid never had hair, would you still love it? <laughs> I don't know. This is what I'm saying. What <laughs> if I have some something weird inside me? That's just the way he's wearing his hair. He's just like a dude that doesn't We're looking how to at do his hair. his picture right now. There's nothing wrong with his hairline. Actually, his hairline is very similar to my dad's. There's a lot about him that actually reminds me of my dad, about of like pictures of my dad when he was younger. So what's the deal? Okay, okay. Right? It made me feel better. Right? He does. He looks a I've lot like my dad. I've been scared of looking at this photo because I was like, just remembering his hairline as being like it's the <laughs> ugliest thing in the world and then our kid was going to come out and have that hairline and I was going to disown it. You are not going to disown our baby. Oh, my God. Oh, he was a cute baby. He was a cute baby. He's like a like a Gerber baby. No, I don't think there's anything to worry about, love. He has a huge head. He's going to rip open my vagina. Yep. <laughs> well, he's not going to come out a toddler size. <laughs> She's looking at like a three-year-old picture of him going like, oh, his head's huge. No shit. Um, we have been spending a wonderful amount of time with friends' kids and... It's just like the more time I spend with them, the better I feel and the more emotional I feel. Like our friend's two-year-old, she's kind of, she's a pretty shy kid and we've been spending a a lot of time with her and (laughs) for the first time she like 
Oh, I can't even fucking think about it. I'm like going to cry. She put her forehead against my forehead and she hugged my, put her little two-year-old arms around my head and said, I love you. And I was like, ooh, ooh. I like what, didn't know what to do with myself. I was so overly emotional about it. <laughs> but it was so sweet. And like, same thing with our friend, with uh, our, our other friend's son. He's like the cutest thing ever. And every time you come in and you say hi, he like smiles and gives you these like eyebrows. And he's oh, like I just... I'm like so overcome by this insane baby like need that I feel like I need to like just be around babies all the time. Like I don't even want to talk to adults anymore. I just <laughs> want to be surrounded by babies. That's so funny because I'm I know a lot of women that are trying to have babies and are struggling would not have that same reaction. They'd be like keep them away. I can't stand to be around them because it's too painful yeah for me i feel like it keeps it at it keeps the like intense like desperation in me uh at bay so that i'm kind of like okay i've had a little baby fix i can like calm the shit down and then i I feel like i felt that way like four years ago but it's i don't know it's it's nice and it's scary because i I think about like when I'm with these little kids, I think about like what it's going to be like when that's my kid and I and they're telling me they love me and um you know peeing on me and like mm. <laughs> whatever. And it it makes me excited and then it makes me scared and sad at the same time because I'm like, "Oh my god. I can imagine. I can like see it and feel it what it's going to feel like. But what if I can't have it?" It's like always in dun, the back dun, of my mind. Dun. And like yeah. does that ever go away? The doubt? Yeah. I think it does once you have a baby. Well, yeah, (laughs) obviously. But I don't know. And it's like this totally, I don't know. Does everyone who's trying to have a baby, regardless of how, and haven't actually achieved it yet, do they all, does everyone feel like this? Does everyone think, what if it doesn't happen? Yeah. I don't think so. I think some people just assume it's going to and, and just sort of like gleefully go through their lives. And then they try and eventually it does and they've never had that sort of, oh my God, what if? Mm-hmm. I also think there's a group of people who don't necessarily, haven't been pining for a baby for a long time. They're just like, we're married. Now it's time to start having children. And then within a year, they're pregnant. Yeah, not Before that, they weren't thinking about it for years on years. Years on years? Years on years. And then also upon years. Mm. How, well, do you, how do you feel in terms of like the... Hope, excitement, despair, spectrum. Right now? Yeah. I feel excited. Shh, don't say anything. Don't tell anybody. I'm just <laughs> excited. I take it back. <laughs> Unjinx. Jinx, jinx, double back, round Around the, the corner, corner side, 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 Naomi Coke. Coke. <laughs> that is all. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, but I do think that we have some, like, pretty... We've been, like, pretty solid on some names lately. But we're not going to tell you. Because <laughs> we don't want you all to name your baby the same thing as us. That okay, would be but really Kim Kardashian named her child Saint. What do you think about that? Saint West. Saint West. Saint, as it's, itself, isn't a bad name, but Saint West doesn't sound good. Sounds no. like a weird town in, like... Mm-hmm. Or like know. a weird, like like West Point or like, you know, like it's like a weird American college. Like a private school. Yeah. I go to St. West. I'm a St. West girl. Oh yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Is the baby a boy? Yeah, of course. She IVF'd that shit and chose a boy. Did she choose a boy? She totally did because 
I watched an episode where she said, someone asked her if she was done having kids. This was just with North. And she said, if we have a girl, then we'll try for a boy and have three. But if we have a boy after this, then we'll be done. And then it took her so long to get pregnant the second time. And they did IVF for sure Mm -hmm. that I could totally see her being like, this is the last time I'm getting pregnant. Choose that boy embryo. Yeah. And it's really hard. It was really hard for her to get pregnant too. So I would imagine that you'd just be like, get it over with. Yeah. So if we're talking about names, this is a short episode. We Did we mention that? We don't really have much to say. We've just been We're just working, exhausted. <laughs> getting probed, and hopefully we will inseminate in the next like five or six days. Mm-hmm. And then we can update you then. So what do you think about the name Lennox? Mm. As in Annie. I don't mind it. Fuck. I thought of a name today. What was it? And I was like, huh, that's a great name. I came upon a subreddit that was all about weird names or odd names unusual names for kids what do you think about madly nope zakela nope <laughs> colt nope rice <laughs> no as in aroni <laughs> no cassius no mm-hmm. cassius and i also kind of realized that i like greek names Mm-hmm. Because a lot, I like Cassius. I don't mind it. I like uh, Prometheus. Well, not like that. Mm. But I, I, I kind of what like Athena. Yeah, Athena is actually a pretty name. Anyway, sorry that we don't have too much to say, but hopefully this will tide you over until we inseminate and get maybe triggered and everything else and. I feel like I feel like if all that like superstition stuff plays into it, my dad and his and my stepmom got us a Christmas present that was really awesome. But it's probably something that Ange won't be able to use because she's going to be pregnant. Um, It's like a whiskey tasting dinner fancy night thing, and I was like, of course we have this (laughs) super fun, cool thing to do. Ange is definitely going to get pregnant before then. But that's what we thought about Whistler, and that's what we thought about Portland. Yeah. And that's what we think always, so. (laughs) Yeah. Let's just recap. Uh, Lots of looking at my vagina, lots of looking at my eggs, handlebar, mustache. Mutton chops. Stress. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch up with you next week. We do have studio time booked, so the time in between the episodes won't be as long. Baby mama's out. Let's just not do the podcast at all. (laughs) The Baby Mama's Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Baby Mama's Podcast. Make sure to like them on Facebook and give them a great review on iTunes. Have a good day.